This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A good Saturday evening, Delaware Valley, and welcome in to the big show, all presented by Pond Lahaki Stern and Giordano, powered by our good friends at Teladoc, fueled uh, by the Sinesta Hotel, where every month, uh, we do our Labor Leader Roundtable, and driven by our good friend up at Chapman Ford, Jim Stevenson, who has been serving the labor community now, J-Doc, uh, for 33 years. We're live, of course, on Saturday night, November 3rd, 2018. It is our midterm election special. It is three days away before Tuesday, uh, and we'll get the results as people will vote on Tuesday. That's what we'll talk about tonight. Absolutely, Joe. This is our get out the vote show uh it's also going to be a historic show uh we we have a former philadelphia mayor john street the 97th mayor of our great city uh who's going to be joining us we have his son uh our pa state senator from the third district uh sharif street in the in the studio so it's first time in, in in their history they're going to be on on air together and of course we have bill ross uh of news guild 10 here in philadelphia also on the program uh want to shout out to chris chris woods our host who was unable to be here tonight but we got a great show uh for everybody tonight and the message is urgency I think that's the best way uh, to start the program and start the conversation uh, is with that word, uh, urgency, because there is, as we talked about in the pre-show meeting coming into the broadcast tonight, there may be a perception out there that all is good uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, you know what happens when you assume, right? And so uh, we don't want to take anything for granted. Don't listen to the polls. Get out there uh, this Tuesday. Exercise your right to vote. Educate yourself on the issues and, uh, you know, it'll it'll work out, but only if you make a difference and and go and vote on Tuesday. Let me start and get uh, the best way, I think, to begin the program, since we have a very busy program for our midterm election special, uh, is bring in Pennsylvania State Senator Sharif Street, also the vice chairman uh, of the Democratic Party uh, across the uh, state of Pennsylvania. Uh, welcome, sir. Thank you so much for being in studio. Um, before we start a roundtable uh, discussion, I'd like to give you the floor for 45 seconds or 60 seconds give you an opportunity uh, to uh, start the show with an opening remark well one, I want to thank all of our friends uh, that put the show together uh, Joe and I have been friends for years absolutely but I, you know look I'm always happy to come on a show we're talking about uh, from uh, talk about the issues from a labor perspective um, and these and these issues couldn't be they, the issues in front of us today couldn't be more important for our friends in labor I mean the uh, the issue of whether Pennsylvania we're going to still have the right to organize that's on the ballot. Um, the issues around health care, uh, Governor uh, Wolf, we wouldn't have had seven hundred thousand more people in health care because he implemented the Affordable Care Act. Senator Casey, he has voted to to support the Senate the Affordable Care Act. And for all our folks who are looking at our our congressional candidates, our Democratic congressional candidates, we support 
um, access to health care and expansion and continuance of the Affordable Care Act. Um, we're, we're looking at funding education. Governor Wolf put an additional billion dollars into education. That's an important issue for us. So I think the and, and making sure that people get a decent, sustainable job, jobs. People right now with the minimum wage the way it is can work full time and not and still be in poverty. That's wrong. If you work if you work full time, you should be uh, able to support your family, and that's why we support the labor movement as Democrats and family sustaining wages. Uh, well said, Sharif, and, and uh, I'm I'm ecstatic uh, to bring on to the program for the first time uh, former Philadelphia Mayor John Street, a person you know pretty well. Am I right? Yep, uh, I know him pretty well. Uh, Mayor Street, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you, and and uh, I, I wanted to you know really just start out right out of the box. I mean, the importance of getting out the people to vote and the importance for our voters to be educated on the issue. So they're voting for candidates that represent their interest. Well, you know, this, this, this election in my judgment prevents the clearest choice that I have seen in over 50 years. And there shouldn't be any question in anybody's mind that you have to go vote. And I say that because people I thought, for example, in 2016 in the general election, that people understood the importance of voting. And yet and still, we lost Pennsylvania um, to Donald Trump and the Republicans uh, in a way that I, I found it incredible. I, in fact, I was, I was numb when, when I saw those election returns coming in, and I, I couldn't believe it. And I said to myself, how could people miss the importance of this election? So now here we are, a couple years later, we have this the, uh, another big, big, big election. Now some people say all elections are big and all elections are important. And you have to ask yourself, if people didn't realize the significance of voting in 2016, here we are in 2018, are people going to be sleeping at the wheel? It is, it is, it's incredible to me. Everything is on the line. Right. Health care is on the line. Wages and benefits for workers are on the line. You know, our families and, you know, everything that, that is important to us around this country. Voter suppression is happening every day. You know, the, the president has made it clear that he doesn't respect the rights of immigrants. He doesn't respect women. He doesn't respect minorities. And, and it's just, if we don't vote, then we will be doing this to ourselves. And so I just hope people will get out and vote. I, I, here's the other thing. You know, for me, now's the time to vote Democrat. Now's the time to vote Democrat. Go to the polls and vote Democrat. There is the clearest difference between Republicans and Democrats in this election and probably in most elections that I've ever seen. It is, it is abundantly clear. We are the party of the people. Democrats are the party who want neighborhoods, who want our children, who want health care, who want education. And it would be a very sad day, almost as sad as 2016, if we don't go to the polls or if we try to get fancy, oh, I, oh, I think I'm going to vote for this Democrat. and right. this. No, vote 
Go and vote Democrat. Mr. Mayor, let let me ask you a question. Um, And it's an interesting point you're making. Uh, Back in 2016 at the general election, a lot of uh, Democrats, a lot of labor rank and file members uh, crossed party lines and voted for Trump for one reason or the other. Uh, now, as you saw what happened with the Supreme Court choice, as you saw what happened with Janice, uh, now the same, some of the same, some of our same members are jumping up and down, and that's where I pose the question: uh, Are people voting, uh, you know, for their best interest? Do they understand the issues uh, when it comes to an election? Because uh, they certainly didn't. In many cases, back in 2016, do you think people have learned their lesson? And do you think this election is going to be more about people's interests? Well, I have a hunch that people have learned their lesson, but we won't know until Tuesday. (laughs) I mean, I I think that there are people right now who are kicking themselves and who are who are looking back and saying, what was I thinking about? How? Why didn't I think it was important enough to go to the polls? Here's the other thing that I like to point out to people. You know, a lot of money was spent in 2016, and we ended up with some pretty crazy results. Uh, Secretary Clinton lost, and uh, McGinty lost, and then the three down-ballot candidates, the three men, they, they won, which means that there was very little party discipline and that there were people around the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania who decided that they weren't going to be for a Democratic ticket that we all thought was one of the stronger tickets that we've had in a while. So I think we can't take anything for granted. The other thing that that I believe is that so much of our turnout is about logistics. It's about going out, being organized, and because as much as we would like people to wake up on Election Day and think, Oh, I, my one thing I have to do today is go to vote. That's not always the case. People have to get up. They have to get the children ready. They have to get them to school. Some of them are getting on public transportation. They're going here. They're going there. People are worrying about all the cares of life. And so we end up having to sometimes drag them to the polls. We have to knock on doors. We have to make phone calls. We have to show up at subway stops. We have to put sound on the street. We have to remind people that it's election day. And, you know, we have a very restrictive system in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We have almost no early voting. You know, our absentee voting is cumbersome. And you have about a 12-hour period, and you have to go to a particular place. And so a lot of states, in a lot of states, it's not that way. But we have to deal with the situation that we have. And that means that labor has to be organized, our party officials have to be organized. I can't, I can't tell you how proud I am of Senator Sharif Street and the work that he's doing with the Pennsylvania State Committee. That gets to be really important. The logistics of these campaigns can make the difference in whether or not we win or whether or not we win. Former Philadelphia I, mayor. I like winning. Former Philadelphia Mayor John Street with the perfect uh, tee up uh, for State Senator Sharif Street. Uh, we'll bring the two together in conversation uh, after the commercial break. Back in a moment. I won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs. Back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we come to you uh, on a Saturday night. This is 
Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you and we talk to the Delaware Valley uh, on the line, former Philadelphia Mayor John Street in studio. Uh, the executive, executive director of the News Guild, Bill Ross, is with us. Uh, and Pennsylvania State Senator Sharif Street joining us and joining his father uh, in a conversation as we all get ready, Sharif, uh, for how we started the program talking about crunch time. It is crunch time. The message from uh, the uh, AFL-CIO out to uh, all of the members, out to the rank and file. It's crunch time. Don't take anything for granted. Uh, get out and get to the polls. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's crunch time. One of the things that uh, Joe Doc and I were talking on Offset um, was about some of the issues, and people don't realize some of the important issues, like community violence and, and the school violence. We're seeing these shootings. One of the things Governor Wolf has done um, is put money in place to fund uh, com school and community violence initiatives. And, and part of the genesis of some of those ideas were folks in Philadelphia who were advocating for programs like the, uh, a the, uh, the At-Risk Youth Violence Reduction Program that uh, my father put in place when he was mayor. Well, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because um, I have it in, in, on, on July 27, 2006, Mayor Street launched the Adolescent Violence Reduction Partnership as a way to prevent high-risk youth from being victims of, of combat violence. Mr. Mayor, quick question. Um, that program that you enacted back in 2006 would be as relevant if you introduced it today. At this point, with this election, that's on the line with with the with the violence not 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 only in schools but in churches across the across the land. How important is it for us to get people in there to to really combat the you know the the violence in the in the schools on the streets in the synagogues? Well, look, I mean, in the city of Philadelphia, we have over two hundred thousand public school children. Um, most of them go to schools that are underfunded. Our teachers are, are, are handling classrooms that have maximum enrollment um, uh, uh, statistics at around 34, 35. It's impossible for anybody to provide an adequate educational responsibility. Our children are getting discouraged. They're unprepared to deal with, with the challenges of, of that face them. They drop out. They get in trouble. Uh, and then we blame them. We need, a, we need an administration in Harrisburg that is going to fulfill its responsibility to provide funds for a thorough and efficient education. It is the Commonwealth's responsibility. The last, the last two governors that did, came anywhere close to providing adequate funding for schools were Governor Rendell and Governor Wolf. Governor um, uh, Republican... Uh, no, not really. Oh, oh no, uh, Corbett, right? Corbett, Governor Corbett cut public school funding by a billion dollars, and and did a tax, a corporate uh, net, I think, tax reduction of a billion dollars, and asked our teachers to freeze their, their we wanted to freeze their pay, wanted them to pay more for their health care, for their pensions, and and so what we what we have is a, an education system that's so sorely underfunded in the in the city of Philadelphia. The school district of Philadelphia has to produce materials in a hundred different languages, and so this this system is stretched beyond any reason financially. And so our children aren't getting the education that they need. They drop out of school. They get caught up in all kind of bad behavior out in the streets, 
and they end up, you know, they end up in, in juvenile facilities, and many of them uh, get caught up in drugs, and their lives can be ruined forever. So, you know, it's we need to people need to understand that there is a direct link between their going out to vote, their going out to vote, and the quality of life that's available in their neighborhood. You know, I've, I've been teaching up at Temple for for ten years, and and I and I, and I the other day I asked my students. I said, "Well, you know, I saw this report that young people are only only twenty five percent of millennials in the in the, uh, that were polled said they were going to go vote." So I asked my students, "I said, why wouldn't you vote?" And many of them said, "Well, you know, they don't think it matters." Well, guess what? A few years ago, it mattered. The president of the United States was determined by 570 votes in a little county down in Florida. Right. Every vote counts. Yeah. Every vote counts. People can't, you can't decide that your, your, your vote doesn't count. A few years ago, I had a, had a speaking engagement, and I did some research to look at the total number, the number of elections in this country that were decided by one vote. And ten votes and five votes—it happens. It's and it's not all that unusual. When I when I look and I see that in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, in Michigan, and in Wisconsin, right, all in those three states, eighty thousand votes in the aggregate made a difference in who's going to be the president or not. So every single vote counts. Every one. And people need to have some appreciation for the fact that when I don't vote. Then what I'm doing is I am neglecting my responsibility to my family, to my community, to my children, to other children and other families that are in this community. We have a different philosophy about all of this than our opponents. We think we see it differently, and it's and it is it, it's as plain today as it has ever been. Former Philadelphia Mayor John Str- former Philadelphia Mayor John Street is with us here on Saturday Night Live. Sharif, you want to react to that? Yeah, I, I, look, I think it's um, a bunch of the things that the, my father talking about are incredibly important and true. Um, some specifics to it. The In addition to the billion dollars in additional education funding, and Governor Wolf did restore 100, the ent- 100% of the uh, billion dollars Governor Corbett cut out of education, he also put an additional $60 million in school and uh, community violence, $7.5 million for school for community violence. Um, but not only that, there was $55 million we just moved in as a part of uh, justice reinvestment. Uh, so that he's working on it. And, and we reduced the prison population by uh, 3,000 people. First time it's actually going down and moved $90 million structurally towards education. So the governor is doing more than just talking about it. This government, we're, we're moving... We're working on another thing I'd like to highlight. Uh, we've got we're going to elect some women to to office. Absolutely, and some of, and at least two of them are. I'm I'm looking at as future colleagues who are wor- labor organizers. Uh, Linda Fields from 1199C is running in suburban Philadelphia, and um, we've got uh, Lindsey Williams running in suburban uh, parts of Pittsburgh and, and Allegheny County, who's running from the AFT. But uh, we're going to have women elected to Congress as well. Mary get Mary Gay Scanlon. Uh, Madeline Dean, Susan Wilde, and others. So we have a really good chance to uh, send uh, a lot of members. And by voting, if you, particularly if you're out in the suburbs, if you vote, your vote could make, could help us take retake the Congress. And if you're in the city, you're, we need your votes big to make sure that uh, Governor Wolf and Senator Casey 
are reelected because Senator Casey is one of the important stops to President Trump's appointments. And uh, Governor Wolf is is the backstop to make sure we can keep moving an agenda. And I just wanted to add some some real specific facts behind the kinds of things my father's talking about that are on the line. Do we expect uh, do we expect the uh, the turnout to be higher than normal uh, on Tuesday uh, when we get there, Sharif? Well, I would you know I would hope so. There's the, there are people talking about Democratic enthusiasm is up. But uh, enthusiasm doesn't vote; people vote. And so, what, 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 one of the things that's important for our young people who are also, who are a lot of times enthusiastic, but they'll be enthusiastic and they'll post about it and they'll cheer about it. You know, to quote President Obama: "Don't boo, don't cheer, don't post, vote." Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's really the bottom line. You would think with the recent uh, Supreme Court uh, central hearings and and and. Uh, you know that the, the individual who actually uh, it was just appointed to the Supreme Court that America would, it would be fresh in our in our minds uh, the, yeah, incentive, the incentive it's one, to vote and it, but it's one thing to hear the story uh, you heard Mayor Street and, I'll, and Mayor I'll ask you to respond to this it's one thing to hear the story it's another for that to funnel down into you and mean uh, yeah, something no, enough to get you to go what I'd like to ask the mayor is this in your career. Uh, can you ever remember a divide between Republicans and Democrats at the level it is today? Well, no, I, I have never seen anything like that. And, and I have to tell you, it is very sad and, and it is destructive to our democracy that that we have the hyperpartisanism that we have. The hyperpartisanism is bad. And, and we have to do something about that. But the other thing is that the issues... Have, we have never been further apart on the issues. We have never been further apart. And we, we, we care about education funding. We care about pre-existing conditions and health care. We care about a minimum wage that allows people to work, as, as Senator Street just said, a $15 minimum wage is not too much for somebody who goes to work. So, so what people need to do is, Take a, a look at these issues, and it's really easy. It's not hard. The, 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 the differences are stark. They are clear. And when, if, if people just stop to think about it a little bit, but they will understand that their future is completely it's all tied up in this election. I want to mention one other thing that gets to be real important, since you mentioned uh, uh, Brad Kavanaugh. Um, so the president of the United States gets to appoint all of these federal judges, all these federal judges all over the place. And they appoint young ones. They appoint people in their 40s and 50s. And these people, right, they, they have a philosophy about, about the country and about the law and about, about our society. And they, they're around, some of them, for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So it's not like, it isn't just like, okay, so it's not like a budget. You know, you pass a budget this year, and then next year you do another budget. Absolutely. No, that's, that's not true. I mean, these people, that they're around for a long time. Absolutely. When you're voting for president, you're voting for the Supreme Court. Absolutely. And that, I've been saying that left and right, uh, and that and that, that 
was my point. I totally agree with that. People, if you're not making the connection between the individuals that you're voting for and the issues that are out there and their specific office, you're missing the boat. Only 25% of the people are making the connection, right? 25% of the people are voting. Where's that? Where, what? Why isn't the rest of the population voting? Well, you know, I think that the mayor had a good point when you're talking about the polarization of the parties in, in, in regards to uh, the the uh, gridlock. Yeah, in history, it's been it's hard to you know when it's all Republican and all Democrat, you get the the, the the general population you know getting fed up because they're not being represented, and so it's 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 a very difficult thing. But I think that adds to it. Sharif? Yeah, I, one of the things I think that's happened is too, pub, the there are too many people who are voting with their not voting their districts, and as Democrats, we've been voting our districts, but we have a lot of folks who are claim they're moderates, uh, and I see it on the, in the Senate. But when the push comes to shove, they don't vote their district; they vote their leadership, and what? We'll, and that's one of the reasons why voting Democrat in this in this election cycle is different. We the, the going are the days of the Arlen Specters, who were stick around and, and vote their conscience as opposed to voting their leadership. Uh, on the Republican side, people have been moving further and further away. And look, some of these folks are good people, but they're not voting what they know to be right. And as a consequence, we've got to let people who vote our interests. And that's why if you're if you're a woman and you care about your right to choose Senate Bill uh, three, which would have stripped the woman's right to choose, well, that passed the Senate. Governor Wolf prevented it. If you care about having basic uh, health care, you got to vote for Bob Casey and you got to vote for Governor Wolf and the Democrats because we're the ones protecting it. And if you care about middle class wages, you got to vote for the Democrats, not because some of these folks are, are bad, but unfortunately, the Republican Party, in my in my opinion, has been hijacked by extremists. And it and and the people who are there, they're just not having the courage to stand up for what's right, even if they know and believe it. So we've got to take our we've got to take our country back. And and most people are good people. They don't they don't want they don't want these kind of extremist policies. And so right now we've got to put a stop to uh, the president's uh, crazy agenda uh, by electing some people that will stand up for what's right. And I think ordinary people they can recognize that. Mayor Street, I'll give you last words, sixty seconds before we go to the break. Um, I could say vote 60 times, right. <laughs> but that would be illegal. Vote, but only once. But, and, and we should, and tell your friends, tell your friends, you know, get on the phone, do the things that are necessary. I mean, if, if, you, if you're living in a block, just knock, after you vote, if you're around after work, knock on the doors and tell people, have you voted? And make sure that they vote. We should vote like our entire future depends on the outcome this election on Tuesday. Because it does. Former Philadelphia Mayor John Street joining us by phone. Pennsylvania State Senator Sharif Street in studio. Street and Street on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Back in a moment. I believe there's room, okay, for the national building trades, the local building trades, that have partnerships with the Trump administration as it pertains to energy, as it pertains to infrastructure, as it pertains to the undocumented worker. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we come to you on a Saturday night. Special thanks to uh, Pennsylvania State Senator Sharif Street. Uh, and also the former Philadelphia mayor, Sharif's father, John Street, joining us here uh, for the first 35 minutes of the program tonight. We come to you uh, on Saturday night, November 3rd, as we look out uh, 
the studio here down at 4th and Market and we look across the bridge uh, and we look over into the state of New Jersey, we reflect back on what was said and try and uh, still answer the question and hopefully as you listen to the program tonight and we'll bring Bill Ross in uh, to take us to the top of the show, J-Doc, how do we transmit the method of the message to get people to vote, that becomes the challenge. If you listen to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and you listened all week leading into the show uh, tonight, there is an expectation uh, that uh, 2016 is going to repeat itself when we get to the end of the results on Tuesday night. How likely do you think that is? I mean, it would be absolutely nuts if anybody took anything for granted. I mean, last week we had the, and and you know, we're going to bring Bill Ross of the, of the News Guild in, but last week we had a show on on gun violence and you know the absolutely insanity that happened at the synagogue in Pittsburgh, and we had individuals that were calling in, talking about the NRA and and how you know we we some I, I was talking about the the uh, assault weapons and and and, a, and an automatic machine gun. He said it was semi-automatic. And he was playing, you know, the guy was, you know, playing word games with me. And then he told me that, that, that uh, you know, a semi-automatic, which was, by the way, that's what was used. And he was pointing out that that was the most popular gun sold in America. Now, we're all, I'm, I'm, I'm for, you know, you know, obviously the right to bear arms. No question about it. But when you can outgun the police, then that's a problem. When there's a weapon out there that can shoot 30 people in, in you know, it, it, it's, it's, but that's the type of stuff that's on the line. But you're going to vote. Bill Ross is going to vote. I'm going to vote. The percentage of people that are not or that haven't voted in the past outnumbers us. How how do you get the message to motivate the individual to vote? Bill, you have a thought? I, yeah, I do. I think I, I honestly think the past two years under the Trump administration has now mobilized, and 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 you're going to see. Uh, I, I think the turnout's going to be unbelievable in this in this round. I Agreed. think based on the early voting, where people have been lined up for hours, uh, voter suppression, um, and and an attack every day of the week. It's a different attack on someone, uh, whether it be the caravan, the press, um, you know, the, the terrible tragedies that are happening in the country. I just think. You know, especially millennials. I really think, and I, I heard the mayor say, you know, his millennial students don't think they need to vote. I see with our members, we have a, a good portion of millennials. They're going to vote, and I think we're going to be surprised on Tuesday. Well, and, and I agree, Bill. And, and the thing is, like, you, you, if you have a problem with 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 some of the things that are going on today in America, and you're looking at and and in the in the Commonwealth, um, and you look at what happened last week in Pittsburgh in our Commonwealth. Okay, and and I think that Sharif Street was right. It's extremists that 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 don't you know that that hijack a party that would not want. Thought what, what the guy say last week? Uh, a, a semi-automatic uh, weapon is uh, like any other tool in a in the tool chest. My answer to him was when they when when when. Somebody attacks a synagogue with a hammer, then not, then maybe we'll be on the same page. Let me push back on you a little bit. Just again, I'm just trying to flush to the answer. How again? How do you get the individuals who are only concerned about the world, their world, 
their job, the amount of money they're bringing home, are they working, health care, some of those issues that directly have an impact when they wake up in the morning, and is there an assumption that, and we talked about it, and I think I heard it referenced in the first half hour, it doesn't matter if my if I vote or not, because my vote's not going to change how, I, when I wake up tomorrow, it's going to be the same thing. Well, you're, you're looking at it the, in the wrong way then, because only you can make a difference. And, you know, Bill, you, you know, we talked in the past about, about the media and the current administrations uh, and the conditions with the hedge funds owning media and, and, and uh, individuals almost having their hands tied. And you got somebody in Washington with a Twitter account who's created the, 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 the term fake news and is at war with law enforcement and the media. Uh, you know, where do we go from here in, in regards to that, Bill? It's it's a good point, Joe. You know, and you mentioned hedge funds. Um, you know, four of our local newspapers are owned by a hedge fund that in New York City. Uh, they've so decimated our four newspapers that there's not enough local coverage. People don't know what's happening with the, um, you know, with the elections, uh, and and that's a, a real issue. Um, we don't have enough people able to report out what's happening in your town of Pottstown or Norristown uh, or Delaware County. Um, so it, it, it's 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 serious. We've never seen these attacks, as I said earlier. Well, you got an individual who somehow and in an insane way has a Twitter account with millions and millions and millions Correct. of people that's peppering that 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 is in many ways override the media with just anything that comes to his mind. Correct. It's just a, have we ever seen anything like nothing, it? nothing like it? And to to attack the press as he does on a you know after after a tragedy to still come out and say the press are the enemy of the people, you know, it just hasn't stopped. And we are not the enemy of the people. And, um, you know, just only a week or two ago, there was there was a lunatic mailing bombs oh, yeah. to, to people in, in, you know, around the country. And look how fast the news cycle changes day to day that we're not even talking about that anymore. And Pat Eiding on the program, J. Doc, and we had uh, President Pat Eiding of the AFL-CIO on uh, in the uh, month of October. We'll have Pat Eiding on this show the Saturday after the results uh, are in, but our last roundtable conversation, just the three of us uh, with Pat, there was that message from Pat to, as you say, rank and file, to get rank and file, to get family, and to get everybody to the polls. Will that happen? From your standpoint, will it occur? I mean, you know, labor and, and, and look at the Philadelphia Building Trades and John Doherty and all the leadership we have there. And then you look at Pat Eiding and the AFL-CIO, look Danny Batter over at the AFL-CIO. They're mobilized, man. They're out on the streets. Yeah, from our standpoint in labor, we're going to be out and we're going to be, you know, you know, knocking on doors, and we're already knocking on doors, and we're, and we we have a grassroots campaign talking about the issues. That is vital that people understand how they can can be affected. If you, especially union members, you know, you you, you got to get involved with, with with the process. You know, you you have a labor leader who's working his tail off. Uh, now, look, not you know, labor is is unique in the fact that uh, you know not everybody supports the same candidates. But let's just be real clear about this: you need to be in tune with your union's legislative agenda. Uh, I mean, it's and and you need to get involved within the process, uh, or don't we don't want to hear your voice 
you know, if it doesn't go your way. In other words, everybody wants to cry, uh, but not everybody wants to, to get involved in the process and understanding the issues. Uh, you know, you talk, we talk about violence, gun violence, you talk about labor, you talk about wages, uh, you talk about health care, all those important issues. Uh, and, and, and Bill, it's, it's, it's never been more evident in, in our history that we need to have people who understand those issues uh, on behalf of the people. True. And talking about mobilizing, you mentioned the key people in our state, um, the AFL-CIO and Pat and Danny, our, our members, um, although we don't make endorsements, our members are, are mobilized to vote. We've reminded them um, they get a couple hours off for work paid to go vote. It's part of our collective bargaining agreement. So we remind them. Um, we want them out to vote. Look at the culinary workers in Nevada, how, how key that race is going to be and how mobilized they are. They're going to make the difference, I think, in electing the right senator in nevada so. quote uh, from governor wolf in that uh newsletter that uh was put out by the afl CIO: as long as i'm governor i will protect the ability of workers to fight for higher wages good benefits and workplace protection i mean you remember one thing about governor wolf he was a business owner and by the way he doesn't take a pay Okay, and 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 doesn't take one blood nickel, right? And and so having an individual like him and uh, Senator Casey, who's always fighting on behalf of working people, it's just so important that people understand uh, that their vote counts, and we need people in Harrisburg and in Washington D.C. that literally care about the people. And if you don't think that, and if you don't think that your vote matters, you're wrong. You're 100 percent wrong. And if you think your candidate, you know, the po- you're going to watch the polls and you think that it's and, and you think it's OK. Yeah, they're going to win anyway. Let me tell you something. You're even more wrong. Get out there and, and, and be heard and be a part of the process. We'll get to our final commercial break. We'll take some callers after the break coming up at eight o'clock. Dan Gaffney will be along here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And Dan will take you into the night as he uh, comes on from 8 to 11. Back in a moment. I've been coming out of step with them guys, okay? And I was a treasurer to the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and it hasn't just, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm -hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all presented by Pond Lahaki, Stern, and Giordano. Jay Doc in the studio with Krause uh, and the executive director uh, of the News Guild, Bill Ross, uh, joining us for the final half hour uh, of the show. And again, one special thanks to State Senator, PA State Senator Sharif Street and former Philadelphia Mayor uh, John Street for uh, weighing in in the opening half hour with uh, today being. Saturday and the election waiting for us, the midterm election uh, coming up uh, on Tuesday. We spent a lot of conversation and a lot of chatter tonight uh, on this one-hour show. As a matter of fact, Jay Doc, I think we got a lot in uh, so far in 49, 49 minutes into the program. Bill, what will what do you expect the result to be? There's a portion of the Delaware Valley that expects there to be a red wave. There's a portion of the Delaware Valley uh, that expects it to be a blue wave. And then there's that confusion on what everybody expected it to be in 2016 and what the actual reality was. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be the lesson learned, Joe, and um, I'm leaning towards the blue wave. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And the reason I, I agree with that is uh, I'm part of the blue wave, number one. Um, and uh, and the other thing is I just think that people hopefully have learned their lesson. PA did not come out to vote like we did before mm-hmm. at, at the last general election. Betty from Chestnut Hill uh, joining us on Talk Radio 1210, uh, WPHT, uh, has a thought uh, on how well uh, the economy is doing. Betty, welcome in to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Betty? But one of the things that occurs to me is that, you know, the, the, um, the changes to the, the, the tax breaks um, from the federal level have really fueled this economy. And also the anticipation of less regulations has been a real positive thing for the labor. Um, more jobs out there. It's, uh, you know, very clear that we've been seeing more jobs um, available for our, our working people which has been a really big thing. And I, I also am always curious about why um, there's been so much discussion about open borders when um, illegal immigrants compete against labor for the same jobs, um, the same well-paid jobs. And I'm not sure, uh, it just seems very confusing to me why I should vote Democratic when the economy's good and um, I want to see less competition from illegal immigrants. And that's not what the Democratic Party is saying at this point. You know, there's a lot there, Betty. Thank you so much for the call in to uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We appreciate it. A lot there, uh, Bill and J-Doc, to talk sure. about. Let's deal with Betty's uh, first uh, thought or, his first, or her first point uh, about the number of people that are working. Yeah, I mean, you know, no question about that. And 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 Betty, we want to thank thank you for your call. But uh, when you talk about labor support and some, uh, you know a party and the candidate, you have to look at you know the history and 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 the recent history. Um, it's it's great that we have outstanding uh, employment, but you got to look at the paying jobs that we're talking about. First of all, when you talk about illegal immigrants coming across the border, they're not competing with organized labor. They're not in unions. They're In, in fact, we take up causes. We just did, did a rally uh, recently regarding, you know, you know, not taking the kids from their parents, and we don't have a fight in that game. However, uh, you look at recent history. You look at the look, Trump's executive order on, on the uh, federal workers. You look at the Janus decision. It's it's not that we're fighting against uh, you know the, the economy. We're talking about individuals that want to put us out of business, and they and, and it's on a legislative level, and that's both in Washington and in, in Harrisburg, and, and we're talking about the, the the far right. Bill, you have a thought on it? Well, I think Betty mentioned the tax cuts. Um, I, I you know I don't think they benefited our members, the middle class, as much as the president promised they would. Um, and I think even last week, the president promised another uh, middle class tax cut right prior to Tuesday's election. And there hasn't been a word about that um, because it obviously didn't happen. So See, here's the one question that Betty that Betty posed. And, and this is and her question is the reason why I think people will not vote on Tuesday, except those that are going uh, to vote. Her question of why should I vote Democrat, or you can ask the same question, why should I vote Republican, when all is good 
Everybody's working. Why should I vote? And I wonder. Well, as a labor party, we're constantly being attacked and and being trying to put out of business. Well, I'm not talking about the labor party. I'm wondering. I'm just taking Betty's question, and I'm wondering if that applies to those that are not going to go to the polls. J. Doc, I don't have the answer. By the way, I don't have the answer. Well, I mean, I can tell you this: when you look at the far right, they bank on us not going to the polls. Okay, they bank on 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 the uh, on the um, you know the silent majority just you know being disgusted and and, and being you know overwhelmed with gridlock in Washington D.C. Uh, but I, I I do want to get back to the to the immigration issue. Okay, um, there, the last thing that that happens to uh, organized laborers that were were competing with immigra- illegal immigrants um, that are coming you know across the border to take our jobs. Uh, we listen. You know, I, I personally uh, think that the law should be abided by across the board. No question about it. However, we're absolutely not for putting kids in cages and taking them away from their parents. I mean, you know that. I wish it was. And we're not obviously for individuals, uh, com- you know, illegal immigrants staying in this country and committing crimes. Obviously not. Uh, at the same time, the current policies, you know, where, where where we have children separated from their parents in some of the most ridiculous conditions imaginable are not tolerable. So I wish and I and I listen, I, I commend Betty and I appreciate, like I said, her call. And I don't listen, I don't have a problem with everything that Donald Trump does in, in, in regards to some of the tariffs that that, you know, he squeezes other countries and, and, and brings them to the table. Uh, but I do have a problem with 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 when it comes to work. People and organized labor is the voice of working people constantly having po- uh, policies and legislation to knock us down. Bill, you've seen it in your world you, uh, where uh, workers are under siege. Um, you deal with that every single day, whether whether we're, we're on the doorstep of a, of a midterm or not. Right, right. Well, and again, we want our employers to be successful. That's the goal. Um, and you know our members main focus of course is health care and good wages and that's what we strive to fight for every day but more and more you see how difficult it's become and you look at the big conglomerates and they are i don't care if you're in a union or not in a union by the way the 15 dollar and and a union uh campaign that sharif street was talking about um or and he wasn't talking about a union just 15 dollars i mean that's something organized labor's fighting for regular individuals who are trying to who are not even in a union and so big business has a tendency to squeeze the little guy and organized labor is the voice of the little guy whether they're well pat Iding pointed that out when we referenced pat will say it. well we referenced in our we referenced j doc the amazon headline uh, where amazon was going to pay everybody fifteen dollars an hour somewhere in the story was that a majority of the people working for and amazon are independent contractors and they don't qualify <laughs> right. for the fifteen dollars right. an hour that's a small little detail we forgot to talk about but but let's talk about this I, listen without business we don't have jobs so we appreciate them we just need to be on the same page and 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 success and capitalism is awesome except not on the backs of workers who are being treated unfairly and who are working full-time and still have to be on public assistance so i mean you know it's not quite as simple as betty says it is uh and in some areas you know she was a little off base but i think her question though is the question that if people can't answer i think that will be one of the one of the reasons why uh 
when you analyze Tuesday after all of the votes have been made and all everything has been tallied, uh, that will be one of the reasons why people don't vote. And that's the part from where I stand. That's the, the, that's the concerning part where the expectation is that Governor Wolf has a comfortable lead. The expectation is that Casey is in good shape in the state. Can't take, any, can't take anything for granted. The expectation in 16 was Hillary was in good shape, and we saw what happened. Great point. There's no question about that. The proof is in the porting. Anybody who, who, you know, who's got a short memory and doesn't remember that, uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, it was supposed to be in the bag in Pennsylvania, okay? And it wasn't clearly. So listen, any, you know, get out and vote on Tuesday, you know, like your, like, like, like uh, former Mayor Street said, like your life depends on it, because it does. Bill, 15 seconds. I uh, echo what Joe Doc just said. Please vote. We want our members uh, to exercise their right and uh, make sure that they show up and vote. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Programming reminder, one week from tonight, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, uh, will be with us to uh, talk about all of the uh, election results. Stay tuned for Dan Gaffney. He'll come along and take you into the night. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. On behalf of Bill Ross, on behalf of State Senator Sharif Street, former Philadelphia Mayor John Street, J-Doc Glenn for producing the show. I'm Joe Krause and our studio guest. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.